So it's come to this? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We're like eight episodes in and we've already run out of ways to say (laughs) the name of our show. We hit it. We hit the wall early. Couldn't get to double digits. You know, I mean, I've got a little acting in my background. I was so in, I was in some, to this. I was in some community theater. Yeah, so I'm did. gonna have a new line reading every I am, time. I am across a very small table for him, but had I been at the back of the room, yeah. I would have gotten every bit of his read on Thank that you. one. Thank you. Charlie plays this pod to the back row. I'm <laughs> that was Charlie. That was Charlie way. with the intro. Yeah, and this that's been Eric over yes. there. And talking uh, shit. Talking. <laughs> and so we've been talking, we've been kind of doing an unex we thought we were gonna do more like I think I think when we started this, we figured it would be like seventy five percent old classics and twenty five percent new. But we've kind of been in the in a nice little patch of compelling new genre movies that we have been out yeah this is a movie podcast it's not just an old movie podcast yeah. it's, it's a movie podcast and we didn't we tend towards the horror and the uh, the genre films and i think yeah. i mean a- any horror fan knows we're in the golden era quote unquote we're, we're just we're in a rich time where <laughs> we're creators in a rich time where studios are, are giving money, money yep. to make for people to make horror stuff and there's tons of new creators and i don't know it's a uh, it's a cool time for horror, and there's a lot of new horror, a lot of new sci-fi hitting theaters, so we've kind of, early on in the show, seems like we've been talking equal parts. We new, have. New stuff. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about a couple of recent uh, horror movies, and, uh, you know, these are these are good movies. I'm not going to say they're, they're all-time classics or anything, no. but they're worth talking about. And- but, they're, but they're two very new ones, and two that I thought were great theater experiences. Well worth the time and the money. We're going to be talking about the first one, Ma. M-A. Am I saying that right? I sound like such an idiot <laughs> saying that word. Ma. Ma. I can't say the word. I'm not good at saying uh, like calling a girl baby because <laughs> like I, in my head I just I hate I, I hate that I, I gotta just tell you. hear like a tiny baby no you know what like, uh, hey baby it's like, well even I worse can't do ma or baby worse for me is the word babe like I I just hey, babe. I couldn't I could never think to say that like I don't even like saying that word but ma no, I've dropped some babes in yeah, my time babe it's it's always a unless uh, you're talking about a blue ox I don't want to hear it brother <laughs> <laughs> whenever I've dropped a babe it's always been a real unexpected uh-huh. thing like i surprised myself but i don't think i've ever embarrassed myself okay. but it's always like a my brain randomly slips into like uncle jesse all of a sudden <laughs> and it's just like okay babe and then inside i'm like oh look what i just did yeah nice but the one I thing i dropped. never i never say the word is ma ma yeah i'm never ma. i'm not hey, a ma. slack jawed yokel i don't hey, know ma. <laughs> like who says ma i've said mama's family 
Sure. I've watched a ton of we've Mama's all Family. Said, we've all said those two words together many but times. Like, I call my mom mother or mom. No, you don't say mother. <laughs> <laughs> I say dear mother. No, I, I could see mother. you. I could see you saying mother in like a mother. Mother. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. No, I live in normal society, so I say Aww. mom. Yeah. I think mom's a good one, but yeah, Ma is a uh, a recent horror film, a thriller maybe, uh, kind of a cool take on the teenage uh, killer film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, a cool cool take on a bunch of teens and high schoolers getting off, getting off. And uh, Octavia Spencer is our star of the movie, which to me is kind of one of the more interesting aspects of this yeah, yeah, yeah. film. Yeah, that was a good appeal. This is another Bloom House because they make literally every horror movie yep. that is shown in theaters Or at now. least they distribute it, I guess, all right? Hail, or whatever they all do. All hail Bloom they, pr- they produce, yeah. They, they give the money out. Uh, but so when I first uh, saw that Octavia Spencer was going to be in a crazy older lady horror movie, yeah. you know how I've been on such a kick. It's so ignited my my love of the movies which never really faded but it just sent it even a higher gear once i realized like we don't have any b movies anymore mm-hmm. you're not going to get the equivalent to straight to video that i like because mm-hmm. a lot of digital straight to video only appearing in red box at the bottom row kind of stuff is just garbage Right, it doesn't have the same charm that's, or that's craftsmanship. D, that's, of, those are D movies. Yeah, you know the, the B movie. Still, it's a B. That's uh-huh. a passing grade. Right. It's you know, it's not a, it's not even a C or a, or an F. It's a it's a good movie that always delivers something. Delivers what I want. Out which of those it. straight to Redbox movies don't. Do, they don't, don't do. do for me. They're too cheap. Not in a not, way that's yeah. not appealing to me. It's the right. wrong cheapness. Right. But our straight to video era of say you know eighty seven to ninety four ninety five. That's the that's the best straight to video stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just finally had to realize that the the B movies now just get shown in theaters. It's stuff like Ma, mm-hmm. which is a low budget, you know, under what, probably seven or eight million dollar movie. Probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find it. That's any the details. kind of thing that would be a B movie. Now it just has fancier production and actually plays more in theaters. So I love seeing these movies and just accepting them as my current era B movies. Yeah. Uh, and you know why? I mean,. Again, why someone like Bloomhouse is going to give them the money because it's been paying out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Five, it's five million great, dollar budget. Five million, even less than I thought. Uh, so far has you know up up to uh, today or two days ago has grossed forty two million. Yeah, so it's in, a in modi- the US. a modest hit with good distribution. Yeah, that cost hardly anything to make, and look at that. It's turning nothing like eight times over profit. But that's exactly what the B movie would do back in the day. Exactly. Or, or uh, that's how this... these Canon Films kind of production companies yeah. were able to thrive. Is they kept their movies to three to five million, and they would make you know fifteen million. Right. They weren't concentrating on making a movie for a hundred and twenty million that makes eight hundred million. It's, it's so a crazy. different ball game. Yeah. And just, so you have yeah, this sorry, throwback ahead. like Ma. Mm-hmm. It feels like a throwback. It very much feels like a throwback. Straight to video ones had several different old lady killer movies. Octavia Spencer is not an old lady. 
you know. No, but, but she plays the titular Ma, and she's called Ma because she is the <laughs> matronly figure. Exactly. You know, we're not saying old, we're saying the matronly, you know. Women are given basically the sex pot. Uh, <laughs> or the old frumpy, the old The matronly woman dame. who's the motherly, you know, influence, or, you know, some sort of wizardress or something. I sure. Know, you know, uh, the wizardress. <laughs> is the th- that's the big three right I guess there. I do. Yeah, the Hot, witch. Yeah. Hot babe. Hot babe, witch, figure, or mother. Wizardress. I mean, give me another one. <laughs> That's the Mount Rushmore right there. <laughs> so, but I love this throwback because throughout the video area, you got a lot of older lady matronly horror villain mm-hmm. characters. Like, uh, I think there's even a movie, uh, you know, there's Mountaintop Motel Massacre or Dead Dudes in the House and all these ones oh, that yeah. have, like, an old lady who's a killer grandma. And there's, I think there's another, wasn't it called Folks? Something. That like sounds that. familiar. Yeah, There yeah, was yeah. one with, like, killer parents. Well, and... I'm also thinking of movies like Misery and, of course. and uh, People Under the Stairs. And, sure. Uh, oh, wow. Stuff where people, because uh, what happens is that Ma seems like a very nice uh matronly again kind of a figure she Mm -hmm. she basically these teenagers are hanging out she buys them beer she says come over and drink in my place it'll be safer you've all heard that story of the the parent who lets the kids drink at home because it's safer than letting them drive or whatever so you think it's all she's like a trusting uh nice character but of course there's the dark side and that's kind of what you get in a a movie like uh, a misery or something where of course all of a sudden kathy bates doesn't really want to help you actual fan who's like in deeper mentally than they can handle yeah exactly and so yeah it felt like a total 87 and 95 throwback in in both plot wise and not just that but i love that era of horror even earlier than the home video era where you had a lot of great classic actors Mm -hmm. who were now getting just horror gigs towards the end of their career so I'm thinking like Rory Calhoun in Motel Hell, I think is the primo example, or Chuck Connors in Tourist Trap. Sure. Where these were acclaimed actors, like Hollywood, big enough to have their agent pay for a star on the Walk of Fame <laughs> level people. Right. You know, these were actual names who were now doing respectable work in a not respected genre. And so Octavia Spencer now is a throwback to that for me. She won an Oscar this decade. Right. And now is like, I'm going to do this trashy horror film, which... She won an Oscar in 2012 for The Help, right? Yeah. And then she was nominated in 17 oh, and 18 for, the, for the Hidden women, Figures yeah, the women and then NASA uh, The Shape of Water. Yeah. Three-time like, oscar nominated she's, actress. She's not, in, in, uh, she's not at the end of a, any career. She is no. at the heart of her career yeah. right now. So her doing this now is is crazy. This, it's this throwback of getting an actual acclaimed actor yeah. doing a $5 million trash horror movie. <laughs> that kind of speaks both to how cool it is for actors to do these kind of stuff things now, but the level of acceptance we have right now of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Horror movie is such a major genre. This has to be the most widespread it's been ever. Yeah. And so you get things like this, which are great for that. I mean, it's so much fun. This movie, it's not, it's never going to finish on like my top 10 of the year. But right. it's such a right. good horror movie. The kind that, man, if we're getting these kind of horror movies in the theater every year, I'm set. 
Totally. Keep, and give this to me for life. Like lock it in. <laughs> I love it. Keep it coming, Bloomhouse. That's basically what it comes down to. But I do want to kind of get into the idea that um the thing that got me with this movie watching it first the first uh kind of half of it is how just how much I hate teenagers. <laughs> yeah. I hate them. They're so the pits, man. I hated them back in the day when I was a teenager. I still hate them. I just I uh they make my skin crawl. They are cocky little brats, and, man. Uh, this I cannot imagine. Is man. some of the worst, like some of the real just dirt worst. The unearned confidence that I had <laughs> when I was a teenager. God, it is disgusting. It is, <laughs> it is so annoying. Yeah, teens are the worst. So I I want to ask, uh, have you ever bought booze for teens? Um, no. Okay. Once, when I was fifteen, we had an older brother buy booze for us. Okay. And I, I, I once bought some cigarettes for some girls. (laughs) How old were the girls? Oh, I don't know. Probably seven. Probably fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Better than seven. And it was like I was in the convenience store or whatever. But I I was like, never. I, I I did that, and I was like, I'm never doing that again. That was too much because it's just so easy to go. No. Yeah. Leave me alone. I, I bought booze once. Oh yeah, for a couple of couple of teens, and oh, I must say I got I got kind of conned. Oh yeah, it was it was two guys. So I worked uh, right out of college. I worked at like a shoe store, you know, a mall gig, just mm. waiting until an actual job was right. going to happen. Uh, and it was boring and whatever. It's a shoe store. I got to li- <laughs> I got to listen to eighties satellite radio. Exciting. It was it was fine. Yeah. Uh, and so. Other employees there were just teenagers because it's a freaking shoe store. Mm-hmm. And one of these teens asked me if, like, hey, could you, like, buy me a bottle of vodka? He's mm. like, my parents are out of town and I'm having a couple of friends over. And I was like, all right, fine. But I was like, but I'm going on work time and you're going to watch the store while I go. And so I was like, yeah, I can get an hour out of the store, buy this kid booze, whatever. Right. I come to find out later. He acted like such a pro. He'd never drank a single drop of oh, alcohol in yeah. his life, and he got so sick because uh-huh. of this enabler uh-huh. buying a teen some booze. Oh, I got so sick when we had that guy buy us booze. <laughs> oh my god, you're fifteen. So sick. Yeah. It was ridiculous because, of course, when you're a teenager, your idea of drinking booze is like, let's get some Malibu rum and mm-hmm. some Southern Comfort and. All, you know, we'll put sugar in everything, and that'll be great. And it's the yeah, and so it's kind of like uh, yeah, watching these teens try to buy yeah. beer from people and then talk to Octavia Spencer and her kind of it's really good, and she handles it really cool. And yeah. so I I was coming it in brought this back from a, a lot of dark memories. Yeah, though. <laughs> and I was coming in from a totally different spot because I did not have a drop of alcohol in my life until I was like twenty. Hmm. So I was never the kid trying to get booze or anything. Right. So this whole movie good for re- you. really made me feel like, yeah, I only get God kids. God bless. Once I started drinking, then it's like, ah, I'm going to make every kid sick. I'm going to buy all the booze, force them to drink all the bottles. Exactly. Like I never Teach did. Teach you a lesson. Yeah. Um, but so I never came from that angle. And so the one thing that fascinates this movie is she has these great scenes where she keeps advancing the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, at first, she's just going to the liquor store and gets bumps into these kids. Right. 
we don't know if it's planned or not. It just she bumps into these kids while she's going to the liquor store. Right. It's like, all right, meet me around the corner, which I imagine is a that's a typical reaction. I'm sure no adults ever like buy you booze. Sure, you look like a cool kid. <laughs> wait right here. Can't wait. It's probably like a. I get it. Yeah. All right, sure. Right. Like, and there's probably a little bit of like, yeah, maybe I'll be the cool guy, but like, <laughs> yeah, these kids, yeah, these, what are they? What else are these kids gonna do? Good. Yeah, I'll get it. Don't be, don't be impolite and say no. Yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, uh, as soon as she, well, there's a big red flag early on in this relationship sure. for me. Uh, when they first go to drink, she basically oh, so, tells yeah, them. So she tells them, hey, yeah. my, I got a farmhouse. My place is safe. Right. You can hang out in my basement. In the basement. Red flag number one. Red flag number one. I, I mean, we're again, we're in California, so we don't have basements. <laughs> yeah, but they're they don't seem right. But if somebody that just bought me booze was then like, "Hey, come back to my place in the woods. I got a drinking basement." Yes, exactly. I imagine my even if I was fifteen or sixteen, I'd be like, "Wait a minute, should we secluded drinking basement?" <laughs> Sign me. I up. don't like the sound of those words back to back to yeah. back. And then when they get to the basement, the real only rule is don't go up into the house at all. Don't yeah. explore the rest of the house. That seems like a red flag. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I'm not sure, I don't remember why, but one of the kids starts mouthing off to her, and she pulls... She pulls a gun. A gun on this kid. She pulls a gun that was just sitting over on a ledge. That no one seemed to notice, yeah. And then tells just a this big kid... big old revolver. Tells this kid to strip. Yeah. And then acts like it's a joke and she's playing with him. Dude, that is... I'm sorry, but yeah. that is not a joke. So that's why when I said oh that I was God. coming from this from such a different perspective, um, the only parts of the movie, and it's kind of a big part that I couldn't really relate to, are kids wanting to drink somewhere bad enough yes. that they're willing to do it in a stranger's basement and a stranger who just pulled a gun on one of your friends yeah. and made him strip literally naked. Yeah. I've never been in the position of like, well, hey, she does let us drink here and she has one couch. It's insane. Like maybe to me. if she the, had like a bumper pool table or something. That this movie continued on from that point. Yeah. Like, at that point, it should have been a 32 minute movie. It should have been them being like, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then calling the cops and being like, this woman tried to get us into her basement and then pulled a gun on us. This woman pulled a revolver on our friends and then looked at his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Right there, movie's over. No kids are just like, well, she does have Malibu. And then, well, yeah, exactly. And then after that, they're like, well, now's the time to get intoxicated. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I guess I better get weird with these drinks that she bought for us and we've never seen prepared. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That had me just going like, you got to be, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. These freaking kids. These (laughs) freaking kids are so dumb and so cocky. And then they bring everyone else over. Then suddenly 70 kids are hanging out in drinking, in Ma's drinking basement. Suddenly it's like a John Hughes party. So I was, I was. (laughs) fully expecting because the movie was weird movie's weird the movie's weird it's 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 just dark and just bizarre and kind of uncomfortable for most of its runtime it's a weird mix of feelings watching this movie yeah uh i was expecting ma because after all the after she became like she was like the nerdy girl which we'll get into yes right and so suddenly like 70 high school kids are hanging out in her basement in her ranch house and like on a Friday night, 
I was expecting her to get like a neon sign mm. that said like Ma's, Ma's. basement or something like that. It totally. was, she she was so weird, and the movie was so odd. I was like, and she's liking this teenage attention so much. I'm like, she's gonna like hip this up with some neon That'd blinking like. Great. Well, I mean, practically, I was, she's she's doing like the whip or something. She's they're dance. She's like yeah, the she's, main attraction. She turns at it into a disco. Floor. Yeah, she's playing all these weird her old like cassette tapes. Yeah, and she's wearing her old like seventies fashions. And all the kids are into it. The, yeah. These kids who just had this gun pulled on them as a joke. And she's like, I don't even know if this thing works. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't even know where this thing. I'm like, came I from. don't care. That's not a funny joke. <laughs> but hey, let's invite the whole class over. <laughs> hey guys. Some weird stuff happened, but we get to drink but in this Ma's place. But Ma's totally cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean. Sure, she might pull a gun on you as a goof. And then, but from there on out, you're like, these kids are going to get whatever yeah, they these got kids coming, are getting man. offed. It's, and it's their own damn of, fault. This is, yeah, this is survival of the fittest. So it really, it, it, in that way, to me, it was a throwback in that I feel like so many times nowadays, you really have to care about the characters. And I kind of miss the old... 80s slashers where these kids are jerks and you're kind of there's a okay lot of, seeing them take it in the chin ever since scream which is brilliant mm. there is such an increased desire to put the smart kids who are aware of their situation because they've seen it in the movies and right. blah 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 and a lot of those early slashers were all about just the dumbest, unassuming kids who wanted to get laid. Totally. That's all it was. Instead of like, or no, get wait, drunk in this, this doesn't case, sound right. right. So I do like this throwback to like, nope, kids make a ton of dumb as hell decisions because they're cocky idiots. Right. Like, hey, did you hear that? Let's go investigate, you know, out in the woods or something. Yeah. It's like something you would never, ever Nothing do. bad has ever happened to these kids. Yeah. So they don't have any sense of risk. Yeah. It's kind of a great, like, everything's great for us white kids, early 80s, like, <laughs> slasher that, yeah. movie staple. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's one of the other ways this movie plays, like, a cool 80s flick. Logic gaps aside. <laughs> but the movie, for some of its flaws and some of its overall weirdness, also really cuts deep emotionally because it starts getting into Ma's reasons for her tarnished emotional like credibility she you get deep into her trauma in a way that most of these movies about a psycho don't really get into even the movie psycho it was like man his mother (laughs) his mother's a little overbearing right you know yeah you never get a specific (laughs) she was a handful and so he murdered her and assumed her body like (laughs) but in ma you get some deep and I mean, like, pretty intense, real teenage trauma. Yeah. To really delve into why she is the way she is. And I kind of wasn't expecting that that deep level. Right. In a movie that I thought was just a bunch of dumb kids getting axed or whatever. Right. Yeah, it turns out Ma had, had some bad stuff go down when she was a kid. And it's all the same people in that town. And... uh it's a small it, town, it, and then you, and that's what I kind of love is that you never really, yeah, you know, it, this could have easily just been, she's crazy, yeah. or she wants to be a mother or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. they have they, she has a daughter in the movie that she's kind of treating like, uh, 
uh, an that, invalid that uh, they, it's like a, baby Jane basically yeah where she's keeping her sister medicated and living upstairs right confined to They're, her own house yeah kinda. yeah she fakes kind of making her ill and she has a daughter that she wants to seclude to keep her from the same kind of childhood traumas that happened to her right and they could have even stopped there but I just love the the twist or, or the connection of having these the adult parents now of these teenage kids kind of she's getting it's almost like it's, a it's revenge yeah it's, it's a, like a it turns into a revenge, revenge which was another twist i did not see come well i saw it coming at a certain point yeah. like once you realize like maybe ma didn't just bump into these <laughs> kids i mean and that's another giant logic gap where it's like geez louise it's really tough to wrangle mm-hmm. seven different kids yeah. from teens who bullied you and also hope that they all have kids that are the exact same age <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and are all friends still. Uh so there's a lot of those kind of gaps, but dude, the emotional trauma I thought was handled so well, hmm. so impressively by this movie in ways they didn't have to. I bet there's tons of viewers who didn't care. They would have been fine right. if Ma was an unexplained psychopath. Yeah, I'm I mean I'm sure teenagers are kind of the main audience who who went and yeah, saw Yeah, they just want to see some cool kills or some crazy right. scares and they don't care if Ma was just like a well it turns out she just really loved killing teens. <laughs> you know, that that would be the end line and they'd be like sounds good. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Makes much. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I I was I was really like affected and mm. that's kind of why the movie just made me feel uncomfortable because it made mm. me feel sad. Which I'm usually not like sad during right. slasher movies. You're you're uh Ma was like a sympathetic? Pr- yeah, I'm Almost? like sympathetic to a total psycho. Yeah. Which is like, hey, thanks for making me thanks for putting me in those boots. Yeah. Thanks like, a lot, like, Octavia glad you, Spencer. Glad you made me feel feelings for acting. like a straight up psychopath. <laughs> yeah. We're all just humans. <laughs> but oh, no. So the teen when it flashes back to her high school experience. I thought it was so well done because you don't get big snippets at any given time. Mm -hmm. You get these isolated 30-second bits of her growing up and learning what happened to her. And at first, for the first half of the movie, the, the flashbacks to her growing up don't seem necessarily negative. It seemed like she had friends. It seemed like, you know, she was nerdy, but it seemed like she wasn't an outcast. It wasn't like a carry situation. At least they weren't making it seem that way. Right. More gets revealed, and I think they did a really nice slow hand reveal. Because, mm. you know, it looks like she's hanging out with cool girls. So maybe you're buying, oh, she was the nerdy friend of the cool girls. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. That that, that happens. But yeah, then, those, those flashbacks, yeah, at first I was kind of like, what? Yeah, what's what, this? What's, uh, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you start to get this unraveling story of her being sexually preyed upon by a jock. You know, like, oh, because the nerdy girl put out, because she'll just be excited that I'm even giving her the time of day. And they end up pulling, just like the movie Carrie, that's mm-hmm. why I brought that up, mm. this, the level of prank on a person that I don't know how a person would ever get over that. It's uh it's criminal what they like, do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It is yeah. it is a punishable offense yeah. in a way that if that happened to you when you were 16, I have no idea if that if if a sim- whatever the similar situation would be to to what happens to her happened to me, I have no, there's no way I'd be able to function. Yeah. As like I, a normal human. I wouldn't be able to get over it. 
It beca- it would consume your life after that point. And so suddenly you're just like, oh my god, this woman went through a lot. She is also completely unhinged. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to feel right now, Ma? You're just making me feel weird on a Saturday right. in the theater. Yeah, absolutely. And it just makes me hate kids. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's really the feeling just, I just... It's just kids are cruel, like don't I, have them. I started hating kids at the beginning of the movie, yeah, and then I hated all the kids in the flashback scenes yeah. even more, and uh, yeah, I just hated them. Yeah. yeah, I hate all of them. And then I'm like, all right, get them, Ma. <laughs> yeah. So you're rooting for this person who you're actively rooting against. It's a terrible feeling. Right. But It'd so, be like rooting for Freddy Krueger. It'd be yeah. like, man, they Which, did him wrong. He should get revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Which, technically, most people do root for Freddy as the series goes right. on. Well, The first one, first two, it, he's horrifying. Another throwback, yeah. But uh, So, yeah, it has like a Nightmare on Elm Street feel to it. It has a Carrie feel to it. It really knows its influences, but it doesn't bastardize them. It really kind of does its own thing, uh, even with some flaws. Hmm. I, I thought Octavia Spencer brought... Uh, you know, quality to a movie that didn't need quality. Right. They could have gotten a lesser actress. Yeah. It's and like, she knows it, the level of, like, ham to play. She doesn't yeah. play it like this she, is an Oscar She was part. in the Fishfucker movie. <laughs> yeah. She knows how to play these kind of things, you know? This isn't her first go-around in this genre <laughs> world. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, she she knows the level of movie she's in mm-hmm. and she plays a good tone like not too serious she knows she's having a good time with this not looking for an oscar and that kind of adds to the fun playful straight to video feel right of the movie for me too um but yeah it was this weirdly affecting revenge story it was one of those movies that was kind of gross and disturbing but also made me like want to be a better person well, it's, you know, it's one of those where I, I think it, yeah, right. It just makes you kind of uh, smile at the person on the street. And yeah, just kind right. of like, let's, let's give everyone the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> maybe everyone's having a bad day or a bad yeah, time. Yeah, maybe people went through a bad thing at one yeah, point. Yeah. How about you be a, have a little more patience for your fellow man? Yeah. But also, if you meet someone and they pull a gun on you <laughs> as a prank yeah. the first day you meet them, don't continue to hang out with them. Still keep up That's your... That's really the main thing yeah. I'm taking away from Ma. Still maintain your fear-based instincts, <laughs> but don't be a just total dick to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, the movie really unfolds with her uh, starting to take her revenge out on these classmates that wronged her. And a lot of them are back in, you know, still in town. Right. Never left. It's a small place. And... Yeah, she goes after the adults uh, just like the kids, too, which I really liked. Um, yeah, she's an equal opportunity revenge seeker. <laughs> yeah. And some of the methods of revenge are uh, pretty crazy. She does, there's some quick, the, uh, oh, my poor friend. My friend uh, Komal is pregnant, mm. and but she loves movies. She loves horror movies, too. So she goes to the movies, and she's like, yeah, but I have to pee, like, all the time, <laughs> pregnant people. You have to pee a lot. So she went to see Ma. She left the theater to pee right before Ma runs over her first victim, oh, which yeah. comes just out of nowhere. That one of the most out of nowhere deaths. She just straight pancakes a yeah. jogger. We're like in some different scene altogether, and then it's like cut to yeah, splat, like oh weird. we're deep in now. We are in. So she like leaves seconds before that happens 
and then misses the whole reveal that like she knows these people mm. and she comes back in and is just like what the hell's happening <laughs> like, oh man you know she has no frame of reference for anything that's going on after that walking sucks. out in the worst 15 minutes <laughs> um but yeah we just dive into a full-blown revenge story and she starts torturing these kids and it gets a little bit into hostile style torture porn you a know? little like, bit yeah wasn't expecting torture porn angle out of it and so yeah. they're really dipping from a lot of places to come out with overall like a pretty cool unique horror flick yes uh i think yeah one one worth checking out when it can, you know comes on netflix or or Good whatever netflix is gonna one. be out there yeah should be in second run theaters any yeah. day now. Some, yeah, it's I, making I, good money still at normal box office. So it's making money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's doing it's doing what it needs to do. They'll, they'll I, you think a sequel? You think Ma two? You know, she uh, you know, continues they, her I could totally, revenge. Man, that'd be so funny if she turns. I wouldn't into be surprised. Like a Michael Myers oh. type character. Yeah, God, yeah, that was yeah. Bad. We're gonna edit that out later. We're gonna, yeah, let's cut out. That was one of those oh, jokes. That here, you want? Since we're gonna edit this out, here, I wanted to do this. Oh wait, no, we're at actually editing. I, I was doing a bit where I just leave be- in me sounding. Like at, at the beginning of uh, this episode, I meant to go. Tell me all your thoughts on Ma. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I would have quit. <laughs> Walk out the door. I uh, love it. Dishwalla reference <laughs> on the podcast in 2019. Because I really like the meter. <laughs> what a, a dog. This is the worst podcast ever. What an awful, what an well, awful program. I've been singing that to myself all day. Come on. What oh, an awful man. program. I'm gonna, I'm gonna debate whether to include this crime. I think crying. we need. I think this needs to be included so people know. People oh. know what I just had to sit with. Yeah. Right. Now I have to think of that. <laughs> it'll be stuck in your head i hope it'll oh, be stuck gosh. in the listener's head um, also i loved that i pulled dishwalla just out of my oh brain. i have no idea who's singing yeah. i just know the song really happy yeah. that i know that Good dishwalla call, man. song it's just in my head that that song is one of those where it's just like that chorus is just in there somewhere That'd rattling around hey dude you just did a hot throwback to the straight to video era there we go blasting through all of our all of our uh, radios <laughs> big, big memories for dishwalla love it uh anything else on ma it's just uh no, i think it, i was really it. into it i yeah. uh i didn't know what to expect again i go in pretty spoiler free right uh, i knew it was a bloom house and i knew it was horror so i was like do it love to love to go there on a saturday and damn got got a weird little flick a lot weirder a lot darker and a lot more sensitive mm. than i was expecting felt feeling a lot of emotions from ma that i didn't uh didn't think i would but i would say in a good way there you go i liked it it. nice all right we're gonna do another recent horror movie when we come back we're gonna take a little break break and then come back for bright burn yeah i'm excited to talk about superman meets the omen (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah of course Well, that's it (laughs) that's it that's the flick uh but we'll be right back yes And we're back. We're back. Thank you for joining us back here for, uh, yeah, like we said, we are now just having so many new movies, new releases that we feel would be fun to talk about more than we expected. And so we have kind of a double, what have you seen lately episode today? Yeah. Two, two new movies. We just talked about Ma. Now we're going to talk about Brightburn. Yeah. Another low budget uh cool theater release yeah low this one was about seven mil 
Yeah. Uh, definitely a lot more special effects, obviously, in this one. Yeah. There's a, there's a superhero angle. Um, yeah, I, I mean, th- this is such a uh, kind of uh, <laughs> crazy movie to be released in the middle of superhero fever, as the movies I, yeah. I feel like have now. This is kind of almost the anti super obviously i mean that's really what it's going for it's it's a horror movie based on superman mm-hmm. it, like literally and it's it's really odd that i've seen a lot of the 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 press for the movie and a lot of the the ads and even if you just googled the movie and looked up what genre it was it's being billed as like a sci-fi drama hmm. but this is an outright this is a horror movie oh yeah like, oh. this is definitely a horror movie this is a kid a, a kid with powers offing victims one by one like there's yeah there's there's definitely a sci-fi horror and there's superhero elements but this idea that like it's a drama sci-fi mm-hmm. like oh okay you are releasing an anti-hero movie in the thick of every movie has to be a superhero movie right exactly yeah it's uh it, and it, it could not be more superman it, he crash lands in a pod as a baby yeah <laughs> and uh grows up and develops every superman superpower but he's yeah. not here to fight for justice in the american way because he's a an alien and yeah. it, it really is one of those where um it, I love the Superman stories, and there's a there's a couple great kind of alternative takes to him, like Red Sun, where it's like, what if he was, what if he landed in Russia instead mm. of the U.S. And sure, it's a great kind of alternative take. And this, I mean, this is just such a great like Elseworlds story that yeah. would fit right in with those kind of comics. Uh, but I don't know how DC lets this get made. <laughs> yeah. They are having a hard enough time making movies the way that Marvel is, you know. And, oh sure, uh, this is just such a. Uh, it is the Superman it's an story. Affront. If Superman grew up to do no good, no good, take over the you know he's he's uh, he's kind of got the message to take over the world, not to fight yeah. for and save the world. And uh, so it's very different. It is. And yeah, like you said, wow, he just getting all of Superman's abilities. Every one, literally every one. He's got the speed, got the flight, got the heat vision. The visions like there, knocking them, knocking them all off, and super strength. And he's the only thing that can. And get into that later of what can damage him right even you that know, right like he even that he's got his own super... version of krypton uh kryptonite yeah he's yeah. got his own version of that and um yeah but it's a i i thought it was a fun movie it and was it's, cool it's got uh some really unexpectedly great gore effects Dude, so so let's get let's jump back a bit yeah Charlie and but I let's saw start. this uh at third street cinemas <laughs> That's not You're not going to give us the whole That's I don't think that's an actual theater. jingle, but I no. just gave him a good Third jingle. Street Cinema 6. <laughs> I don't normally comment on the commercials. But <laughs> that, um, so, yeah, we saw it at, uh, at our local bargain theater. Didn't have much of an expectation, but it is a cool theater movie. Mm-hmm. It is a really cool, great, like, horror, uh, dark superhero movie that has some of what you were about to say the most shocking and long gore <laughs> of most movies of recent memory i mean some the gore in this was pretty gross yeah and almost like it's almost like how cronenberg gore affects me mm. i think of this scene in a history of violence mm-hmm. 
where Very much which so, is yeah. not body horror but it has like violent things happening by like him breaking a coffee pot over a guy's face mm-hmm. and you see the guy screaming with like glass in his face that stuff's horrifying mm-hmm. so i could get freaking glass in my face somehow or later in the movie where he just like you know breaks a guy's nose by jamming it into his brain oh. you have a guy like on the ground gurgling yeah 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 Brightburn goes for that kind of gore. Totally. Like, disgusting and stuff that used to be in exploitation movies, but now it's done with realistic effects. Right, and, and, and yeah, for all the special effects of the kid flying around, these are what look to be pretty much practical effects. There's mm-hmm. there's glass. You get a glass in an eyeball. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of the, which is both disgusting. So here's here's how this scene plays out. Let's well. Let's jump into the gore. Let's go back to just do a brief rundown of this kid crash lands in a pod. Yeah. The parents are the wonderful Elizabeth Banks. Yes. And who I love. Who uh, I know. She's she's great. in everything. I didn't know she was in this. Oh until yeah. Until we started it. Nice. And then uh, that that's a pleasant surprise knowing that Elizabeth Banks is gonna get to be herself during a whole movie. Nice. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> what? Uh, Roy from the office. Right. I don't uh, know his name. That guy's got a good his character. His name is uh, resume, David though. Denman. Denman? David Denman? 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 Hmm. Denman? You know, he's gotten steady work. Wouldn't have He's fine. Him, he so. plays a farmer. You know, they're, they're, it's on a farm. It's it's in the middle of Brightburn, Indiana, or something like that. You know, one of those Midwestern states. So, and um, Yeah, they, have, uh, they are a couple who we find out fairly early on have been trying to have a baby. Yeah. And one night, movie opens with, basically, alien baby just crash landing right in their front yard. But mm-hmm. the movie's pretty cool in that that's all we see. We see a big crash, right. and then we basically flash forward through time. Right. We, we go all the way to where he's 12 already, or, yeah. or whatever. He's a you know, pre-pubert, uh, yeah. pre-puberty, pre-puberty, or just getting right into, in there. Yeah, so he's, he's getting in there. So, yeah. so, yeah, so we jump right ahead to them. And then we we were kind of finding out little bits and pieces that like obviously they raised this baby. We haven't really gotten into much of what happened, and we get this great moment in the theater with Charlie and me, mm-hmm. where Charlie leans over, and he's like, "Why is nobody talking about their alien baby?" He's like, "He's like nobody's ever saying anything about it, and it's the ever since that crash happened." This is the only thing I would talk about right. every day. <laughs> every day. Because their son starts behaving a little weird. Oh, yeah. And nobody's really talking. They're just like, you know, he's going through some hard times at school. You know, maybe I'll talk to the guy. And it's like, he crash landed in your front yard a dozen years you ago. You know this thing is not of this yeah, world. You know you didn't birth him. <laughs> Stop coming up with weird, you know, I think uh, he's really bummed about not making the soccer team. Right. No, you don't know any of his motivations because he's an alien baby that you've (laughs) raised as your own baby. Why is nobody talking about this? Right. They're just talking to him like, hey, hey, listen to your mother now. Yeah, Yeah. hey, come on. Don't sass back. Like, oh, my gosh. Every time that kid said anything, I'd be like looking at the wife. Yeah, I'd be like, like, oh, God, don't act the wrong way. The baby has learned English. Yeah. I can't. (laughs) The alien now speaks the English. Yeah, he's no. adapting to our stuff way too easily, it seems. And, you know, the and so you get this weird uh, Elizabeth Banks basically is playing this mother role as this movie goes on. Suddenly, Brightburn goes from, you know, anti-Superman to we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, yeah. Where she's just the mother 
of a mass murderer and she's just like well he's still my son mm-hmm. but it's just like they wanted a baby so bad for some reason that they're just cool with their you know superpower wielding alien son and they start to notice his potential powers cuz he he keeps them hidden yes and that leaves that leads to some of our the movies best moments Mm. is him discovering his powers and then him almost immediately wanting to abuse these powers (laughs) which is like a 12 year old like a malicious awful yeah preteen yeah um totally it's like if you hated teenagers in ma you are not gonna think any better of them in in brightburn they're even uh, worse younger than teenagers in brightburn guy but yeah, I know it's it's one of those where I love, like you're saying, they they never like they never bring up the fact that he's an alien. Yeah, and it makes you kind of think about like how crazy Ma and Pa Kent must have been to take <laughs> in Clark Kent, this alien baby, yeah. same way. You know, it's like no, that's that's insane. It's like, well, we're not going to tell anybody about this. And they we're just should gonna have raised him as their own. One hundred percent contacted somebody as soon as that thing landed. That is one of those things where if I was sitting up at night. Have a slow <laughs> sip and a drink. Yeah. Just enjoying my Friday. Or just trying to get the wife pregnant unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully like they again, are. <laughs> just trying. And then a spaceship crashes in my front yard out in the middle of nowhere. I would just be like, Well, my life's over. Like, this <laughs> is it. Right. Great. I'm now any decision I make from here on out is gonna burn my ass. And I could see now why... I'm responsible for this. Yeah, I could see why that maybe makes you want to hide. If you if you were to hide like a, the spacecraft landing, you'd want to become a mockery in the town or, yeah. or lose your business. Great. But there is a baby in that spaceship. You discovered a a living creature in that spaceship. And best case scenario, it's from Russia or it's from another country that like launched a satellite yeah, or a something. Yeah, a test thing, like <laughs> a test baby launch. Either way, somebody needs to be notified about this situation. Yeah, I would like to think. Uh, you know, like you talked about, like, great, we can't be the crazy townspeople with the sure. alien baby that, space. You know, I mean, like, that always happens if you see a UFO or you think you saw an alien, you, you become the laughing stock of the town. Yeah. I get that. I'd like to think that I have the, the level of charisma that can pull <laughs> off, uh, that can transition more into renowned celebrity for finding the baby spaceship. Right, right, than right. the guy who's like, oh, you're a hero. Local town crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I'd like to think I could rise above, but I would still be like, great, this thing, what am I, great, I have this alien baby. Well, they, but could, have I made, guess they so could have made a million dollars off that thing, though. It's like, you could have adopted yeah. all the babies you wanted. You, you write three books, you you know, yeah. you get the film deal, you, it's true. You, you get the rights, like, these people, they just want to keep one baby? They just want a baby? They just want one of the little white ones? I just that don't, bad? I just don't get it, man. Huh. But so I like a lot of the stuff with him and the parents because they've raised him in like a normal they're good parents yeah they're like a good family they're trying yeah absolutely. like they aren't like that's that's and that's kind of one of the messed up elements about the movie is that like they didn't raise this kid to do evil <laughs> like mm-hmm. they did the right things right other than maybe not reporting an alien spaceship crashing in yeah there at all. um one teeny weeny little mistake but they were like <laughs> good parents they weren't like Oh, this kid dealt with a lot of abuse, and then he used his heat vision to nuke a town. Right. This kid just realized he was more powerful than other kids, and was like, I'm going to use that power. Yeah, he doesn't even really get bullied 
it in the early part of this movie. Like you kind of expect him to get beat up or something, and then he yeah. takes revenge. He gets one kid, says one thing, and then even the girl's like, "Don't worry about him. You're cool." It, yeah, it's like, like a cool girl's like, like, "Hey, don't listen to him." Yeah, like, like there's really nothing going wrong at school. No, he is or having at home. he is having a very normal seventh grade. He just at one day the spaceship kind of wakes up uh, under the barn where it's been hidden, and he. You know, goes into crazy. You know, he just and I. Yeah, I, you it's know, taken obviously, over. it's it's a uh, it's got to be a metaphor for puberty and for hormonal sure. change. And I don't know, but but how the kid gets radicalized, <laughs> as you would say in the in today's vernacular, he really just gets told by this spaceship to be like, "Here's your mission." Yeah, take you know, over, he, take over the world. And, and uh, so, but yeah. we get these, we get some, a couple of funny moments, and then a couple of downright chilling moments where when he's first trying to realize his power we get these kind of great movie you know where he is mowing the field right and then he's trying to start the mower when it breaks down and he ends up throwing the mower like 800 feet away like through the air right very classic yeah so it's this so i'm kind of thinking like oh we're getting into this i'm i don't know my own like i just saw shazam uh-huh. A month ago, where he's just like, "What? I can lift a bus? Goo-hoo. Like, and so it's that just like much some sub Shazam, yeah, right? There. Yeah, there we go. Shazam, Yo-hoo. five second review. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, so I'm getting oh, we're getting into more like kind of silly scenes of like, "Ooh, I accidentally burnt my burrito with my heat vision." Like mm-hmm. that did not happen, but that's what I was starting to expect. <laughs> right, um, could have gone that way. And so, but then within one second, the kid's just like, "Well." Time to mess stuff up. Because there's like a scene at school where what there's that girl who tells him, hey, don't worry about those kids. Yeah. She's a cute little girl, you know, the kind of girl that any 11 or 12-year-old is obviously going to have a crush on. But since she was nice to him one time, once he has his powers, he's like, I'm just going to go stalk her. Yeah. I'm just going to go get inside her bedroom. Yeah. And holy cow. Suddenly he's a 12-year-old making the weirdest craziest advances and we get a couple of really scary scenes of this kid basically threatening Mm -hmm. an 11 or 12 year old girl holy cow Uh, not a level of like evil yeah i was expecting to go down there's a shot kind of where he's floating outside the window you see him for the one second very like vampire he's floating and... like way far away which yeah. i thought was crazy like yeah. you see him way off into the distance yeah yeah so you get you this bar- long you really shot barely see him and she turns back around and he's gone yeah and it's way worse when they're gone <laughs> yeah it's way worse when you turn around and they're not there anymore that's so <laughs> awful yeah oh man but yeah that whole scene of him she was nice to him but then she starts telling kids that he was in her room and he just suddenly, now he's being viewed as a pervert. Now he's mm-hmm. being viewed as even more of a weirdo. So he breaks her freaking hand. Ugh. Ugh. That was so gnarly. She just crunches it and bends. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just yeah. To, oh, dude. So the kid is all, the kid goes full off the deep end. Yeah, we don't the have much time. he gets these powers. This is a 90-minute movie. We, we got to get this kid rolling. Yeah, here. this kid's yeah. got to get deep evil <laughs> he, fast. He accelerates the evil uh, pedal quite hard. Yeah, he, and, he, uh, yeah, he starts the, really going after folks. Oh, my gosh. And then it's just like every... And I think you're so right about the, uh, you know, almost view it as like the satire of puberty. 
of where you suddenly just like all these things are happening in my body and I don't know how to express things properly except I'm never like oh this girl that I freaked out the real problem is her mother <laughs> so I'm gonna go murder her mother yeah right and that's where we get our first that's where the movie so the wrist breaking was pretty gross mm-hmm. but you're not seeing bones sticking out you know they cut away it's you a just, quick it was yeah. a it was it's almost implied. like a jump yeah when this kid murders her mother and she gets glass a shard of glass stuck in her eyeball and we get this long scene which by the way nobody that ever got glass in her eyeball would be able to handle it as calmly oh as this woman did i can't even imagine she was holding still just like just gotta pull this just, long piece of oh, glass. It's a big piece, too. Right out of my eyeball. Hold still. Mm. Like, I would be flip. I would lose my sh- I would be. We were kind of flipping out in so, the theater watching so, it, yeah. So, yeah. Our reactions in the theater, I was out loud going, oh, oh, no, <laughs> like the whole time. And Charlie was like doing this kind of slow, I can't believe this is happening, like laughter. Like a, oh, oh, oh. Oh, like right, my, oh, my, my nervous laughter. When, this yeah, this movie has at, at least three that I'm thinking of moments of extended gore, mm-hmm. where you're just forced to watch something go on with a way longer no cutaway mm-hmm. than in than you usually get. Usually they're trying to cover up the effects, so they're trying to quick do a couple of quick shots. Yeah, and this no, is you're just getting this all is of it. you're, it's a it's an not plain daylight. She's in like a diner. This this woman where he's mm-hmm, he's stalked mm-hmm. her. He's had the fluorescent lights break open. That's how she gets the glass in her eye. But yeah, it's sustained in bright light. Her just pulling this glass out of her eyeball. One shot. I mean, like a good like close up shot. Ah, Charlie's, do- I'm Charlie's like, doing. I'm kind of doing it like right now. My and it's making me. Right now. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. He's like grabbing his eyelash and it's making me gag just seeing oh, it. Man. So uh, yeah, and then yeah. he uh, yeah he dispatches with her pretty quickly after that. But and so um, so this kid's. Suddenly, the kill count is ramping up in this small town where I imagine not a lot of murders happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, uh, and the kid, Elizabeth Banks and Dave. David. Uh, Dave, David Denham? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, they start, they're still being very willfully oblivious because it's just like, oh man, a bunch of our chickens got murdered in savage ways that an animal would do he's like you know he was out here the other night no it couldn't be him right like so there's a lot of like dude you guys are being (laughs) you guys are really forcing that like you can't want a kid that badly they're like no we're just gonna pretend everything's cool Mm -hmm. just hold with it so they keep doing that the cops are on the case a lot of murders happening a lot of them pointing (laughs) to your crazy psycho 12 year old boy and uh so yeah, it, we do get into some ridiculous stuff, but we get some pretty good heart with the parents still at the end of the day just wanting their family unit. Yeah. To be intact. Yeah, there is definitely there's a sense of uh there's a there's a scene where Elizabeth Banks is kind of saying like we don't we want to make sure he knows we love him and care about yeah. him. That's important and yeah, you definitely get that um like you get the fact you get the impression that she grew up in in a rough environment right and met uh her husband when she was young so right. like we get the impression that like they've done they've done a good job I got growing kind of a, into <laughs> i got kind of like a roseanne 
and Dan vibe from the original Roseanne. I didn't think about that, but I get that vibe you're talking about. They just clearly hooked up like in high school and then made a go of it and, you know, get along and try to do their best. They're doing their best, you know, they're getting by. Yeah, they're getting by. They still still like each other. But yeah. So that's actually a really apt uh, comparison (laughs) that I would not have thought of. But uh, yeah, they're... they're, uh, it's uh again. Wh- what would you do in that situation? Who knows? What you know? What would you do just as a parent with a kid who's just a troubled kid in general? I mean, yeah, I can't. That's impossible. That is honestly one of the reasons I, I that can't even I, imagine. I don't want kids. Like, if, what if I have that kid? If my dog ever was like, you know, couldn't stop, you know, pissing on the floor, I'd be like, get a new dog. Like, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> not going to work put up with this. I'm not. I'm not going to be living in newspaper. No. Just I love to catch my these. dog. I love, love, love my dog. But uh, yeah, I'd get rid of her if she was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a with a kid who then uh, is uh, invincible, that's a lot harder to just be like, you know what, we're out. Yeah. We had a good twelve year run. Yeah, uh, we're we're opting out right now, and so yeah, this kid. But there's still there is still humanity in there, and I think the movie does a pretty good job of showing that this kid isn't necessarily turned evil. He's forced into evil that he can't really prevent it's i feel like it's almost like he's just following his nature at some point like yeah a, like a predator i mean he is i i almost got the sense that uh this wasn't a pod shot off from a, a world in distress this was like uh he's a scout mm. you know he's 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 from a world where he was shot to earth on purpose with a mission to take over the world and he has been given that purpose and then that's kind of like how the hormone just takes over. And all of a sudden, the whole purpose of your teenage life is to, you know, I don't know, have sex or whatever it is that, you know, you think yeah, you're supposed yeah. to do. Like, he's just, he's one track mind. Yeah. Uh, once he kind of gets that impetus, and there's really nothing they can do about it. They are, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he begins to view them as, you know, ants. And, uh, yeah, the world is know. now his open sandbox environment yeah. for chaos. And so maybe there's even something about, you know, as a parent letting go or losing your child emotionally, you know, yeah. as as a as a uh child, you know, and growing up. But no, he definitely just kind of he kind of just is so he's like disassociated or disconnected from them once he kind of goes into that state that there's really nothing they can do. They give mm-hmm. him everything they can. They give them all the benefit they of the really doubt. They really want to try. They, yeah, every benefit They of the reach doubt. out in every way that they know how, and there's just no connecting with them. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't, I mean, I had a great relationship with folks. I knew some kids who did not. And exactly. so I, I totally was able to relate to totally. the distress in the family that way. So You know, I like that you, because uh, I didn't think about, the movie doesn't really delve into his origins at all. Right. You don't hear, you don't see any bit about how this kid get here. It's not like Man of Steel where it starts with like twenty minutes on Krypton. Twenty minutes. <laughs> we spend a lot of time on Krypton, <laughs> and then we spend an even longer time on his journey to Earth. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. It's like oh a, yeah oh that original yeah that original Superman's like an hour before he an gets hour the before costume. he's anywhere close to Superman. Funny. Oh my gosh, that movie is insane. <laughs> you haven't seen Su- Superman? It's such a weird movie for america to have seen <laughs> to be like one in of those mass. first superhero movies yeah what know, a weird in day. jump into superhero but movies do you remember in man of steel though I, I don't know if you saw um 
But I that didn't also see, I starts, didn't see the new uh, that also starts reboots. with like a huge like action sequence on Krypton with like oh. Russell Crowe as like <laughs> the dad, and they're like flying around on things, and Zod's after him. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I love that Brightburn. We don't hear a peep about yeah. where he could have come from. Nobody speculates on where he could have come from. We don't get a cutaway to an alien race being like, soon our plans will be right? like nothing. This you, kid just crash lands one night, and we're seeing the after. You only even really get a brief glimpse of the ship, and yeah, it's very alien looking. It's, you don't even see the ship until like towards the very end of the yeah. movie. I actually got a kind of a Cronenberg vibe off that ship. It just felt very like, it looked very organic. And, well, it had that very... Uh, also, like a Georgia O'Keeffe kind of opening yep. uh, mm-hmm. that uh, you know. Good call. Yep, uh-huh. yep. That's that's, that's, that's what that's, I, that's what hooked me into it. That's what got me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's not overtly Cronenberg, but it does have that kind of if not a ship, but also he was birthed. It's, but it's just very alien, uh-huh. right? In, very in the much, sense that that's why you had to know that it's like not just a foreign enemy shooting a missile or right, something you right, know this exactly. is not of this earth right true enough and uh but i kind of like that the movie is like look we don't have time to go into why this kid's here or what his mission is like they just present it as a what if this happened one day mm-hmm. and nobody knew how to explain it and that, or, or I kinda deal like, with it and yeah. i kind of like how they I, I think that worked for this movie totally but yeah we get a couple more awful gore scenes. Uh, we get a good supporting cast. Like we also get, uh, I don't know his name, but I love him. Badger from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I got the IMDb here. Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Oh, yes. That memorable name. That, yeah. <laughs> of course. You know Matt Jones. Matt Jones, of course. But yeah, Badger from Breaking Bad. He's great. He he's... gets a terrible death. He's that's my favorite oh, oh, of the whole thing. Oh gosh, that's I mean that one was like whoa because they it, it reminded me of that history of violence scene because it's totally. basically his face gets shmeep, right in half or something yeah, like that. Right, he uh, loses significant portion of face, but he's <laughs> but he's not dead, and so you just oh, get yeah. his his real time trip from losing half a face to eventually bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's not what I was expecting. No. Even after eyeball glass scene. Right. So the gore is just like, oh my God, like stomach churning, gross yeah. gore. And there's a there's the one at the end where one of the sheriff's deputies or something like oh. appears to be skinned or something like yeah. majorly wrong there's happens. There's some to stuff her that happens face. off camera, but oh man. Yeah. This kid messes some people up. This kid just doesn't want to like, nope, I can instantly vaporize these people. No. I'm going to punish them. Oh, there's a really creepy, that, that kind of foreshadowing in the beginning where he's got the magazines under his bed and it's like surgical magazines or, yeah. or photos, not like, you know, not the hard bodies, but like the gooey Yeah, they insides. find, that 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 is a really good horror scene where they find, where he's starting to act weird, but they think he's just having some growing up problems because yeah. apparently we made an agreement to never talk about our alien baby <laughs> and just, just pretend gonna, everything's he came gonna, from your body. Everything's going to proceed as normal yeah. from here on out. Well, from here on, that's, <laughs> now that the weird thing's out of the way, we could just go back to raising this baby. What the hell, people? <laughs> Not going to get over it. <laughs> no, I would think about this every second of my waking life, that I've, this thing is living in our house. I've been giving it too much thought as a movie. I think about 
where my cat might have come from. <laughs> he lived a whole three years before I knew that dude. He could also be an alien. I don't know where he came from. <laughs> He's just a fat guy who sits around my house and just eats chips, basically. But I don't know a lot of details Are about... You, you're feeding him chips? Yeah, no. He's a, he's a tub. <laughs> he's certified chode. No, he's just a fat guy that lives in my house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know him for three years of his life. And I still wonder, like wonder how this guy did outside. I think about his backstory. <laughs> so these parents aren't just they're in that and that's just a cat. They have a baby have a, a that's human, now a 12-year-old alien that looks like a human. Like the, even even that it would be like it crash landed. Why does it look exactly like us? Yeah. Like that shouldn't Gee, be. That's Anyways. a that's a weird one. So yeah, yeah I love that scene <laughs> cuz it's such a classic horror scene uh where they find, you know, some sexy some drawings sort of, or something under right. his mattress. Right. And so they're both kind of having a, oh, look, he's kind of growing up. And they're starting to go through these. And everyone gets, like, grosser or weirder. And then they're just, like, murders. And then they're just photos of surgery. Yeah. And they're just like, wait, what is the... This must be a school assignment, then, <laughs> not his pornography. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Um, There's another great scene where the dad is having the talk with him. Oh, yeah. And the kid, I think every kid, at least I did, I never had to have the talk, thankfully. I think my parents tried to a couple of times, but chickened out, and I never wanted to hear. Uh, I must have. I don't I, remember, honestly. I, I learned from awful school kids. Right. Like, I yeah, learned right. from the schoolyard, which was, eh, I turned out okay. But <laughs> I'm, I'm super thankful I never had to talk about it with my folks. But he tries to with this mm-hmm. kid. And it leads to the kid having just inhuman, just like, cool, <laughs> sounds good, Dad. Should I do it right now? Like, all these weird, just like, no, God, no, no, no. Right. This is for, like, I'm just saying it's okay. You don't need to do it right in front of me. Like, it's just an awful exchange between. Yeah. I thought the kid was pretty good. I mean, he was. Uh, he's, he very much just had these dead eyes for yeah. for most of it, which yeah, really was kids unnerving. kids are freaky, man. Yeah. Well, it's just, he, he uh so powerful yeah and you could tell that he's like unfazed by this or he's he uh maybe that's not the way to put it but he's just like he's going with it yeah he's like, rolling with he's it he's not he's not resisting this idea of taking over the world he is like yeah well, the voices in my head tell me to do it i'm gonna do it occasionally has moments of consciousness or confusion but then it's just pretty much shown that it's out of his control. Like, there's nothing he can really do to fight yeah. this. So there's going to be some uh, growing pains and confusion before you turn into, uh, you know, the ruler of the world. The ruler of the world. Yeah. And I, for one, welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally cool with this kid. Like, I'm not going to talk any bit of smack it's about It's very him. good that Bart did that. <laughs> yeah. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah. So the whole movie, the, I mean, that's what I was thinking of the whole time was that it's good that Bart did that. Right. <laughs> I was thinking of that from minute 12 of that's this funny. movie all the way to the end of just like, look, guys, don't get on. Because this kid, when they keep trying to scold him like good parents, yeah, this kid starts having reactions that like, if I, my kids started doing this, I'd be like, look, let's just leave town and just leave this kid here. Like, get out. Look, yeah. let's just get out of this situation and just we're going to live the rest of our lives on the lamp. Right. Like, we have to change our identities because this kid, I do not like how he's talking to me. And there's no good way out of this. <laughs> so I'm calling it early. Yeah. Like, early on. Oh, man. But I thought it was it was a cool flick. 
Cool. And flick, I love yeah. that. So we saw Ma. We saw Brightburn. The total combined cost of these movies is twelve million dollars, mm-hmm. which is a pittance for a movie playing in a theater these days. Yeah, that is impossible. And it's just nice to see. I mean, obviously, these aren't the most original ideas. Mm-hmm. What if Superman's evil? You yeah, know, the, the 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 old lady getting revenge on teens. These aren't the most original ideas, but they're not. It's not more remakes. More, we're ha- we it's, you know we did that whole so episode reboots. about reboots yeah. and remakes. So many reboots. So many you know, remakes. So Child's many Play remake. Everything. Everything's getting a redo. So it was. It's just nice to see a non sequel, non franchise. Yeah. It didn't like, come from a graphic one, novel. One individual movie that we can enjoy. Yeah, it yeah. was just an independent production, one off idea. That's cool. That's another. Th- we keep talking, and I keep yammering on about throwbacks to you know straight to video or that Mm -hmm. you know kind of more when genre movies could be made by independent studios for cheap three million bucks and turn a profit right and this is really a throwback to that i think i saw brightburn cost seven million and made like you know 20 million sure so it's small small potatoes to some of the other movies that are out in the theater right now that are making you know 200 plus million but they didn't care if this movie made, you know, obviously they hoped it would, but it turned a profit. It was an original idea. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool thing now. Yeah. I mean, you got to know horror and superhero together. That's your, your, you got a narrow audience that, yeah. you know, but. Uh, well, that's why there was so much of a chance that this could have sucked. Mm. This could have easily been like, hey, horror's hot right now. Superhero's hot right now. Let's start pumping some of these out. Totally. Like it could have been just a super cash in. Lord knows there was dozens of slasher movie cash-ins after friday the 13th they couldn't make them fast enough mm-hmm. like they were just trying to be like dude this movie cost no money and it made a hundred million like we need to get our own cheap as hell so, like kill some kids kill a bunch of them so brightburn <laughs> easily could have been just like look now is when we release this movie we need to rush this it could have sucked yeah and the reviews for it aren't great it seems like it I think it was hovering around the 50s on Rotten Tomatoes when I checked. Um, yeah. I so mean, nothing, nothing. And Ma was not I, that much higher. Yeah. Again, like you said, I don't know. Probably neither of these are going to be the top 10, you know. On my uh, end of, of the year of the list. Year, but I loved them in the theaters. Yeah. Like, these were cool horror movies to see in the theater. This is the kind of stuff I love seeing in the theater. So, you know, you they, if if nothing else, go see horror movies in the theater. Oh, give them, so good. Give them some money. You know, keep the genre going. Totally. That, that's the way to do it. Show people that, you know, who are in charge of giving money to people to make these <laughs> movies. Show them that there'll be a return on the investment. Yeah. And don't just go see the remakes and the the popular stuff. Go see the little indie horror movies that, yeah, probably going to be a five or a six. It's an hour and a half of your life. Over Just you over know? the last, like, you know, less than Enjoy a yourself. year, you get stuff like the ones we just talked about. Mm-hmm. You got movies like Overlord. Sure. Which were like a you know a weird Resident Evil movie that it got you know in and out of theaters pretty quick, made some money because it was cheap, but that kind of thing. You get two uh, two movies that I thought were really fun: the two uh, Happy Death Day. Movies. Oh yeah, I've not seen those, but yeah, uh, those are fun, and those didn't cost a lot of money, and so I can't believe one of them got a sequel which is it's great (laughs) right but that's what happens you know if you support these kind of flicks and i'm sorry seeing horror movies in the theater with a couple of friends it doesn't get better no absolutely so yeah i'm loving that we're getting this chance to see this kind of stuff it's just a cool time even if they're not going to be uh you know genre classics it's the kind of stuff that 
it's the reason why i still watch 80s and 90s cheap-ass horror movies but you know you keep the genre alive and then that gives you space for things like hereditary and then the midsummer yeah. uh, movie that's Ooh. coming out those you know oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. We're, oh, we're, oh it's gonna happen. we're gonna be seeing that you know one. or us or uh you know the guy that uh did the witch his his sure. movie the lighthouse is finally gonna oh, come yes. out later this year like very excited there there are actual masterpieces happening within this genre but not everything has to be a masterpiece no. to be worthy of your time and, and uh, my time was well spent with brightburn and moth both exceeded my expectations had a great time at both dug it Eric, my time was well spent talking with you oh, today. Oh, my time as well. <laughs> I had a good time talking movies with you. We always do. Uh, I hope you guys have a good time listening. Yeah, we're, go see these flicks. Yeah, we're Check on all the out. social medias. Uh, yeah, follow you know, us. We're talking. We're find fun us, people. follow us, talk to us. We'll talk. Send back. us messages about movies. I love yeah. it. And uh, until next time, we will. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Good night. <laughs>